Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. clarity or if you have questions concerning the ministry, we do ask that you do call into our um, administrative local line at number 773-609-2071. And you can also call in and leave your prayer request, but at this time, we will pass your prayer request along to the intercessory and another prayer team to get an agreement for your prayer request. You can also um, reach out to the ministry by way of this line uh, if you want the mega prayer team or the ministry to come to a city nearby you or a loved one. We do ask that you do call in if you want to become a covenant partner with the Message of Christ Church. We also do ask that you want you do call in if you um, want counseling sessions in this season. Um, you can have uh, you can call in to schedule a time with Pastor Senior Faces for those questions, as well as um, if you want to sow a seed into the ministry, you can call in to see the best method. But we do encourage you to visit the website at messageofchrist.net. There you will find the prayer wall. We encourage you to continue to place your prayer requests on the wall, any praises or the testimonies as well as if you um, have not yet purchased the prayer shop um, or any of the creative uh, um, blessings of Catholic in your faithful to ask that you do purchase those for yourself or a loved one. If you are um, wanting to reach out to the ministry by way of U.S. mail, the mailing address is Message of Christ, P.O. Box 390-762. We are located in Chicago, Illinois. The zip code is 60639. If this is your first time joining the call, we want to hear from you. So if you get a chance, you can either email us or you can actually text us and let us know that it's your first time and how your experience, your experience was with any of the broadcasts. Even if it's this morning, you just want to hear from you letting us know this is your first time um, joining the call. You can also email us at messageofchrist at yahoo.com. Um, that's passages of faith also releases words and prophecy um, via social media. So you can connect with the ministry at sylviafaithlessministries.com as well as Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. At this time, we um, do encourage you to also join us for our Women's Fellowship Conferences which is held every first and fourth Saturday of the month. The first Saturday is usually in the Chicagoland area, and the fourth Saturday is usually in the Death Plains area. So if you want those exact locations, um, <clears throat> and times are usually around the same on the first Saturday. It's usually 11.30 to um, 1.30 to 2 o'clock. 
and on that Saturday is usually three to like seven p.m. So, but if you want those times, um, you can stay tuned to the broadcast, or you can also um, broadcast throughout the week. You can stay tuned to those for either day, or you can also call in and request that information. So at this time, as we go forth in prayer, I am your hostess, Rolanda. Uh, we're just going to pray, and then we're going to go into a small seed of words that was um, given upon the heart um, of all service. So just a little light that will be shined upon. Uh, being a parable, uh, being a sower, a sower, the wheat and the tear. So Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just thank you right now today, Father God. We thank you for the wonderful time of worship and praise and prayer, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for your word, which is so powerful and so penetrating, Father. We thank you, Father, for, yes, Lord, our friends, Lord. We thank you for our families this morning, Father God, who have came to gather with us, Father God. We thank you, Father, for bringing all, Father God, yes, Lord, faithful hearts to the call, for bringing all faithful servants to the call, for bringing all believers to the call. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father God, for bringing those to have an ear to hear, Father God, an eye to open, Father. We thank you, Father, for bringing those, Father God, yes, Lord, from the north, the south, the east, and the west, Father God. We thank you, Father, because these are your children, Father God. So we thank you for their obedience this morning. We thank you, Father God, yes, Lord, for just bringing us all together again, Father God, to come into your glory, to come into the revelation, Father. For we know what time this is, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for you know, Father God, yes, Lord. Thank you, Father, the request upon the heart, Father God. You know our every need this morning, Father. So we just give you the glory and praise, Father God, as we study to show ourselves approved, Father God. We thank you, Father, for unfolding the plan, Father, that you have for our life, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that we are blessed to see it at work, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the fact that your son died on the cross, bearing our sins, Father God. We thank you, Father God, in his own body on the cross, Father. We thank you that he became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of you, Father, in him today, Father. So as we go forth, Father God, yes, Lord, exploring, Father, and opening up your word this morning, we thank you that there is eternal life, Father God, in the forgiveness of all our sins, Father, the riches and the fullness of life now and forever, Father. We thank you that this is the seed, Father God, that we may be faithful and so on, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Father God. May you graciously and mercifully, Father God, plow in the hearts of many, Father God, so that we, Father, yes, Lord, may receive the good seed and bear much fruit to your glory and in your honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. So, as again, as we go forth, um, the original scripture that was given to me, um, that we must study to show ourselves the truth day in and day out. It was given to me at night, but it was opened up to me this morning, and it was actually the parable of the sower. So there was a scripture that is actually, um, and it's, it's actually in Mark, in Mark 4. And, and just to show how there's so much word. Um, that needs to be, he said, all that getting, getting understanding. 
there's so much word that needs to be opened up in the Bible that you have to study to show yourself the truth to understand where God wants us to be. So over in Matthew 4, Hold on one second. I'm sorry, over in Mark 4. In Mark 4, it says, this is the original scripture that was given, and it says in Mark 4, 28, for the earth, and this is a part of the parable of the wheat, for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. And 29 says, but when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he put it in the sickle, because the harvest is come. And in this time of Mark and the parable of the sower, in the book of Mark, it basically um, describes the history um, of Christ um, and then speaking about um, those things that there's the promises and the sermons of Christianity and the new covenant. So in this, in this particular passage, it was speaking of the parable of the wheat and the wheat um, and the tears grow together. So the parable of a sower, and you open up what it says as far as to bring the fourth fruit of herself. And it also says that the harvest is coming, 29. So in that harvest, as far as that being our life, and we're looking at that we are sower. We're either going to sow or receive. As the wheat, so we want to sow and receive as a tear. And it's speaking about um, the evil things that we sow into our heart. Speaks about the evil things that um, we sow that can destroy the garden that the Father has given us. He's given us all the garden to grow up into, but in this garden that He's given us, He planted us in the earth to actually perform His work. So it's like you have to weed out the tear. You have to weed out the evil things that's been tried to plant to destroy the wheat. So as we open it up in um in Matthew, given the understanding in Matthew, um, the book of Matthew in the thirteenth chapter, this is just basically it, it opens up and it speaks about the sword. And the sower is anyone who preaches the message. The sower is anyone who sows the seed. And first of all, it was Jesus. It was the apostles. It was Paul. And now in us. And we are alike. We are, when we come into the mind of Christ and we come into the authority and the position of Christ, we're like a sower. And our word and our ministry and ministry as we go forth, it's part of who we are called to be. It's our calling. It's the, the scripture that says, make your calling in an election sure. And that's just what we do. And anybody who proclaims, anybody who speaks of interest into God's kingdom through faith in Jesus Christ is going to be. So 
There's no such thing as synthetic seeds. There's just the real thing. There's, uh, you know, some things in the earth that have been uh, just preserved. Like we are the perseverance of what God has said in the earth that must come up out of the earth. So if we're sowing, um, Evangelist um, Betty Howard um, yesterday was speaking about, well, it wasn't yesterday, but she's speaking about the vomiting up of sin. If we're sowing evilness into the place where God has created us to sow his word of wheat and good ground and become source of um, a thing that we can expect the harvest, but if we're sowing and that harvest has not been tilled, it has not been cultivated, and you can look at this as where your heart is sitting at too, um, if those things have not been nurtured, then the result of it is whatever you sowed in. He says, sow abundantly so you can receive abundantly, abundantly. But if you're sowing corruption abundantly, that's what's going to come up out of um, the result of your expected end. But if you sow into good ground, and you sow abundantly into good ground, you're going to get an expected end or a time that comes of harvest that's an abundant harvest, that is an abundant sowing process. So um, everything that we speak about, we know that God created. So he created, he created this process. The process that we all must go through is a process that has been made um, available by words. So in the parable of the sower, um, it was created by God, and we understand that we have to sow the word of God, the message of the kingdom. Um, it was created in us in order for us and given in order for us to sow. So it's not something that we can come up with. It's not something that we can sit and try to figure out. It's not something that... Um, is naturally given to us. It's given to us by faith. Through Christ, he, he gives us this instruction that is so detailed in the New Testament um, that has to open up by faith. It has to open up by hearing the word of God. It has to open up by what God has already placed in us from the beginning of the world. Before the foundation of the world, he said he knew us. So we have to receive this as if we understand that it's coming from God. And we have to get back to that place where we understand what our purpose is. What our purpose is as, as believers, as children of God, not our natural purpose. Our natural purpose helps us to actually reach those. Um, our gifts and our talents helps us naturally to reach those people. But it is what God has purposed us in the earth. He said for us to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish, to subdue and have dominion. And it's tied in, we have to hunger and thirst after this. This is the righteousness of what he's given us. So to hunger and thirst after being a weak or after being a good sword in the land, it's going to cause us to do some work. So, um... And that is, that is going to come from the word of God. And Christ is the living seed. So as we listen and as we understand what it, that, what it is that God has given us instruction in, the most precious thing in the world next to the seed that it holds is understanding that Christ is the most precious thing. 
that the Bible brings us to Christ. The Bible brings us into the understanding of how Christ healed the land, how Christ walked in the land, how Christ healed in the land, how Christ did a work in the land. It says, do what he suffered. He grew in wisdom and he grew in stature. So in this, Christ is the source. And yet within it, he is also the seed. So the parable is all about sowing the seed. In other words, it's all about presenting the gospel, the good news of how to get into the kingdom. And that brings us into the emphasis of this parable, which is the soil, the soil. And this is where the thing really begins to make sense to us in verse 19. It says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understanding not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. And this is Matthew 13. So if we listen to the parable of the sower, um, <laughs> you can understand that the process is given to each and every one of us, but it describes ways how you can understand the process can actually affect your harvest. So in 19, it says it's the one that receives word by the wayside. Because anything that we receive from God is understood that when the devil comes, if Jesus had to suffer, there was a deposit that was being left. There was something that was being left in order for him to gain wisdom in in order for him to gain stature, in order for him to grow, there was something that was left. So anything that we're enduring, suffering, turns into enduring, anything that we're enduring is for us to grow and wisdom and stature, but know that it's going to be tested. It's going to be tried. It's going to be um, the enemy don't attack us, per se, as each individual. He don't attack us because of our name. He attacks us because of the word that we hold. He attacks the word of God. We are the word of God in the earth. He says, word does not go out and come back void. So when he come against us, he's coming against what it is that we faithfully hold, what we hold in our heart, what we hold in our purpose, what we hold in our order steps, what we hold upon our tongue. That's what he's attacking. And if it's all by the wayside, that's one way when you understand or you don't understand. He said, he said if when one hears the word of the kingdom and understands it, not then cometh the wicked one. The devil said, he said, the enemy is coming. He told his own disciples, the enemy is coming. He don't have anything in it. So what we got to understand is what it is that's tempting us. He only tempted by what's in you. So what it is that we have in us that will cause us in the face of the time when the harvest is here or when our expected end cause us not to receive. So we pay attention as we go forth in verse 20, this is chapter 13 of Matthew. But he that receives the seed into stony places, the same is he that hears the word, and anon with joy receives it. Yet have he, in 21, yet have he not reached him himself, but do it for a while, for when tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, by and by he is offended. So again, stony ground, well, no, stony places. So this is another way. 
This is another way if we're not processing and understanding who we are and what it is that the Father has given us to perform. He says he performs the work in us. That work comes by whatever it is he has called us to sow. It's like planting a seed in fertile ground. It's planting a seed in good soil. It's planting a seed in the hearts of men, the kingdom. Kingdom is likened to a seed, a man that plants the seed. You can go and open the scripture up in all ways. That's why it's full. The fullness of it comes from out of his word. But it says in 22, oh, go back and it says, the stony heart. He received it. He heard it. And man was joy. He received it for the moment. But at a time it came when that particular source, when tribulation came, when persecution came, he got offended. He forgot what it is that he was carrying. He forgot what it is that he was planting. It's like the box that says fragile. You got a box, you receive a box that says fragile. We all know what fragile means. You got to handle it with care. And if this sword didn't handle it with care, what happened? He got offended. Because a word arrived that came to attack that. A word arrived. A situation came. Something came in his path. Or he caused it to stumble, caused him to fall, or whatever the case was. That box fell. It never reached whatever harvest was supposed to be or the result of the spectrum end. Whatever it was, it never reached it. But then it goes forth and it describes the next sword. He also that received the seed amongst the thorns. If he that hears the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choked the word and he became unfruitful. So there's a time when you can receive the word amongst thorns. He said he heareth the word. And care of this world, and the care of this world, but the deception of the riches choke the word out, and and you become unfruitful. So as we walk this scripture out, it says in twenty three, but he that received the seed, and this is the main purpose of uh, the conversation, he receives the seed into the good ground. Is he that hears the word and understands it, which also bears fruit and brings forth from a hundredfold, from sixty, and from thirty. And believe it or not, this is a scripture that was in my heart that I heard. But like I said, when we went over to Mark, scripture he showed me was the blade, the ear, and the full corn. But I knew for understanding my own walk and my own purposes and seeing how um, the process of sowing and reaping was, I knew the scripture, Psalm 30, Psalm 100, Psalm 64, Psalm 30, Psalm 60, Psalm 100. So it basically explains the one that received it by the wayside, the one that received it um, with the stony heart, the one that received it with, thorn, with thorns, and the thorns choked it up, and then it's the one that was received it in good ground. And this just helps us understand that our walk has to be developed. Our sowing has to be developed by what we endure, what we go out into to, to the land to put our hands to the plow, to put our hands to the work, to invite those into the kingdom. 
not into our personal space, not as friendship, but their soul, to invite them to Christ, to invite them to the eternal life, not for a temporary time, but for eternal time. If we understand the sowing of what God has given us, we will understand that we won't be so selfish with what God gave us, what he gave us to actually get the work done, the gifts he's planted in us, the talent he's planted in us, the purpose he's given us, the purpose of sowing and reaping. So in this passage, um, it, like I said, it, it gives us the understanding of the wayside story and the story that was piled up in this particular um, scripture in 19, the story that was drawn, that was down around the field beating hard, the seed was thrown onto the road. This seed can't penetrate. It's just birds fly down and eat this seed, and, and that's what's left, and it gets trampled. But then it goes on to say um, that the seed that is sown in the stony heart, or not the stony heart, but upon the stony places. This seed that is sown in the stony place, in the stony places, is like rocky soil. And this is one what seed has sown in man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. It sounds like, you know, joy when we receive it, but yet it has no firm root in himself. And it's only temporary. And that's when affliction and persecution arise because of the word immediately falls away. And this picture is so clear because um, this is the person who has shallow faith on the surface. And we got to understand that a joy bursts first, bursts first. And it was wonderful for a time, but for a time, now, we have to be encouraged that joy is not the distinguishing factor of our salvation. But people get happy a lot about stuff. And joy is reality to a true Christian experience, to um, just being emotionally joy and excited and soon doesn't necessarily indicate our true faith. But the warm affection of stirring up somebody coming up out of a problem, somebody coming up out of a dilemma, coming out of a disaster, coming up out of being wounded or hurt by somebody in their life, somebody coming up out of problems that they're facing, looking for a new group, looking to be belonged to, wanting answers, wanting help, reaching up to the nearest thing that they could, you know, reach out to. And when they're told this is the answer, there's an exuberation, but it looks good. And we might even say, wow, look at the joy that that person feels, but you can have joy without commitment. You can't. You can't have joy without a foundation. Uh, you can't have joy and receive it alone without these things. But you receive it from a foundation. You receive it from what Christ, their root, and already given until the cross. You receive it through faith. You receive it by way of spirit. You receive it from God and it says, remember in this parable that Jesus talked about having a wedding feast for the king and the king's son. And in that wedding feast, at 22, as it went for fever thorns, he didn't wear that garment. And Jesus said, we pissed him out. The garment represented righteousness. And there are a lot of people who want the party without the righteousness. So even as we go forth and I continue and we begin to close the call, I just want to understand that, um, in this time, as God is calling us forth, we want to understand our, our sowing in this time. We want to understand what we're reaping 
in this time. And then 23, it gives us the best understanding. And it says, um, hopefully, the soil that we're sowing in is part of all of what is in verse 23. And the one on whose seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word, man or woman, who hears the word and understands it, gets it and bears it, produces a crop, bears fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. Or in reverse, it is written that it's fruit. Fruitful hearers that understand the word. And at the same time, they accept the word, committing to do the word. And that is, he hears it, accepts it, he holds it. He takes the gospel in. There's genuine repentance. There's a genuine power of the spirit of God in his heart, plowing out those noisiest or noxious weeds of his former life. There's some deep soil is to reach down, not a rock bed of selfish resistance, and he produces fruit. Now, not every Christian Every Christian is, or every believer is not going to produce the same amount of fruit. But there are different conditions in the soil that causes different levels of fruitness in the crop. And the same thing may be true for our spiritual life. We all bear some fruit. Some bear just some fruit, some bear more fruit, some bear much fruit, but we all bear fruit. We all bear fruit. And that's the distinguishing of um, understanding the mark of, of believers. And as I go forth and close, um, this is last point, understanding what fruit is. It says, the fruit of our lips, praise God. You were bearing fruit this morning when we were singing or if we worship or if we pray, not from your mouth but from our heart. Through your mouth but from our heart. And when we praising God this morning, when we pray, it says, were you giving him the fruit of your lips? Was your heart lifted up? And was your thrill to sing words that you sang? That's the fruit. That's the fruit. And it's like we got to understand that um, this fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control. So we have an action of fruit, an attitude of fruit. And that is all that is produced in our life. And it differs from person to person by the fact that there's a different level of devotion and some cases perhaps different capacity to God's design, but there's fruit. So as we close the call, um, I'm sorry, if we receive the word of God upon our hearts, we just want to thank God. As we end the call, I just want to go forth and there's an announcement that um, I do want to go over. Um, so just stay tuned. But in the name of Jesus, for you are a merciful God, a faithful God. You plant each of us like seeds in the same field, and together we are nourished. We are nurtured by the sun. We sway in the wind and are refreshed by the rain, Father God. We are blessed by the knowledge that you want us to grow toward what you call us to be. When we deprive others of the same opportunity, forgive us. When we want to uproot those who we believe do not belong in our part of our field, forgive us. When we relabel others as good or bad rather than accept them for who they are, forgive us. When we are reluctant to the acknowledging that we ourselves are a mixture of weeds and wheat, forgive us. When we are afraid to look in the field of our own lives to see that what to see what is growing, forgive us. Oh God, you know us inside and out, through and through. You search us out and lay your hands upon us. You know what we are going to say even before we say it. So we pray that you will help us to reach out the uprooted and rejected, the lonely and the outcast, and to develop and grow the goodness in ourselves and others and in this world. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen and amen. So we just thank you for tuning in. Um, if you want to go back and, and listen to the message, um, or if you want to go and do more devotion and meditation in it, it's Matthew 13. Um, we thank you for tuning in to Message of Christ Church, where the senior pastor is Pastor Sylvia Staples. We have tuned in to the broadcast, um, area code 641-715-3670. The access code is 420-123-POUND. We ask you to join us back, and we encourage you to join us back every Monday through Friday for our mega prayer from 6 to 30, 6 to 6 30, every Monday from 7 to 7 30 is our Miracle Monday, and every Sunday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. is our morning Bible study. We ask that you do join us um, at those times and in those broadcasts. Uh, we encourage you to visit the website at messageofchrist.net. There you will find a prayer wall, anything pertaining to the ministry. Um, we encourage you to continue to make your prayer requests known, as well as any praise reports or testimonies. If you have not yet purchased um, the creativity of uh, the hands of Pastor Celia Staples, uh, prayer shawls, coasters, pillows, uh, we do encourage you to do so for yourself or your loved one. Um, if we um, if you want to sow into the ministry, if you want to become a covenant partner, an intercessor, if you want to join the mega prayer team, even if you want the ministry to come to a city nearby you or a loved one, um, just reach out to us at our administrative line. It's 773-609-2071. Um, I didn't say it before. You can visit the website at messageofchrist.net. You can also email us. And message of Christ at yahoo.com. If this is your first time joining, please do connect with us um, by way of email text. Text at 773-609-201. Let us know um, the blessings of, of being on the broadcast. I mean, and let us know that this is your first time joining. Uh, we do ask that you do join us for our women's conference um, every month. First and the fourth Saturday, the first Saturday is usually in the Chicago land area between um, the times of 1130 and uh, 2 o'clock, and every fourth Saturday uh, between the time of 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. For those locations, you can also um, stay tuned to our weekly broadcast, or you can call in and ask us uh, for those exact locations. It, it shifts and changes uh, throughout month to month, so the exact locations you can Call and get those locations, as well as connecting with the ministry. If you are uh, internet savvy and if you are into the media, you can connect with the ministry uh, via social media. Pastor Sylvia Facebook is on YouTube, Facebook, also Twitter, and at SylviaStaplesMinistries.com. You can also stay in tune as well. At this time, we have the broadcast is ending, so go forth. And understanding that, um, spending all that getting in understanding. So we just bless God this morning. We thank God. Go forth and um, understand it. God bless you. We love you.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.